0: The contents of this show are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information on the show does not create a client-therapist relationship and should not be taken as professional advice. Before making any decisions regarding your health care, ask your personal physician or mental health care professional or call 911 for any emergencies.
1: Today, our sponsor is SHAPA, a numberless scale and personalized plan that will completely change the way you think about your overall health and hitting your goals. Shepa is perfect for people who are making an effort towards a healthier lifestyle, but do not want to feel confused or judged by a number. Instead, when you step on your Shepa, you'll see a color based on your weight trend over the past 10 days. So if you go out for tacos the night before, or it's that time of month, SHAPA won't judge. SHAPA will also keep you on track and motivated by sending you personalized daily missions related to exercise, sleep, nutrition, and more that fit your lifestyle and your goals so you can build healthy habits and achieve lasting results. I have a Shapa and I've had it for a couple years. I love it because when I see a color versus a number, I tend to be way more gentle with myself. I'm encouraged rather than discouraged. And I know that my color takes my weight range into consideration rather than one single digit, which naturally fluctuates. I love the missions because they are achievable goals. We've got a deal for you. If you go to MyShapa.com and enter less alone 50, you will get $50 off your Shapa scale plus free U.S. shipping. We are three friends exploring connection from the coffee shop to the podcast studio. I'm Amy. I'm Anna. I'm Erin. All right, everybody, we're back in the studio. It's great to be here. And we have a great special guest on today, Aaron Eddy with So Worth Loving. And we're so happy you're here, Aaron. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be a part. I'm
2: so excited. I'm honored. I'm honored. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. We
1: feel the same. And Anna's just going
3: to tell us a little bit, like, how did you find Aaron, you know, online or I don't know. I'm not really sure how I... I stumbled across your profile, Erin, on Instagram, and I was like, what is this positive, like, beam of light? I need to follow her. I love this message, the So Worth Loving message. I actually have my So Worth Loving t-shirt on. It says, it's a smiley face that says, love you, love people.
4: That's awesome. I had to wear
3: it in honor of our interview. I'm going to take a quick yeah. picture of that. I didn't see this. That's awesome. I got four hours of sleep last night, so I'm not looking too photogenic. But, uh,
1: and Amy's
4: got but it. the shirt looks and really shirt, good. The shirt looks
3: amazing. I love this <laughs> shirt. And like, picture taken. Yeah. We will post we'll it. we no. no! We'll send it to you We, at least. we might crop my face yeah, out. No! no. <laughs> But yeah, I just I feel like the more I learned about you and your story and just kind of what you have done with Something kind of turning a maybe unsavory situation into a positive. And obviously, we want you to get into <laughs> the details of, of yeah. the background of how So Worth Loving started. But I just think of you as such a ray of light and spreading such a positive message that so many people need to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely, like, vital. I just knew we had to interview you oh! just talk about this oh! and, like, how <laughs> you have done this and why. And so,
1: so that's, let's hear it. Yeah. So yeah. that's
4: a- <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah.
3: That's, That's awesome. awesome. So, Aaron,
1: what is, and it's funny because, you know, we have two Aarons. i Aaron, yeah, curious about your why, Aaron. I know. So, we have <laughs> about the why in your name because right. I have an I. Right. right. We have <laughs> it's Aaron the why with, right
4: there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway, can you tell us and our listeners, our community, all about your background and how you started your it sounds like it was originally a blog and then kind of grew from there. So we would love to just hear about your story. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, first off, real quick about the why situation, y'all. <laughs> yeah, go <ahead>. I, um,
2: <laughs> so funny, I switched schools a lot when I was in elementary school. I got diagnosed with ADD, young age, repeated fifth grade. I was just terrible at school. So my mom just kept trying to find a school that was being like able and willing to like work with my attention span and so every time I switched schools I guess my mom decided to make it a fun game of changing my name like, <laughs> hey, like make it fun that oh. you're <laughs> that you're changing schools. so and she's like do you want to go by your middle middle name at the school and I'm like yeah so I like went by Alexandra for a while oh my and gosh and then I switched schools again she's like do you want to change your spelling of your name and I was like sure so then we changed the spelling of my name in fifth grade to Aaron with a Y, and ever since then I kept it with Aaron with a Y. I was not born; I feel like a fraud. I was not born with, Aaron with a Y, but we changed it in fifth grade when I had to repeat fifth grade. I think my mom was like, "New identity. You're this is like you know that just shows where I came from. It's like new identity, reset the land." We're, we're making it through. We're changing into why. Ah, that's a cool. great story. Yeah, that is cool. But to Sarah gives a little bit more of my backstory. Was so worth loving. I had no idea really what I wanted to do with a career. I didn't know really what my purpose um, was. I knew my calling would would always be and, it, and will always remain, no matter what job title I have, is to be a light in dark places. Mm. And I had prayed that prayer since I was. In middle school. And so in high school, I really wrestled with what it was that I wanted to do. Everybody was very academically driven, and I I wasn't really good at academics. And I didn't go to college, So, and I didn't didn't want to go to college. So I was just kind of floating around for a little while. And I thought, Mm -hmm. well, it won't be revealed to me. You just kind of put one foot in front of the other, and you explore, you know, your giftings and your skills. And so I actually begged this nonprofit, I asked them if I could work for them. I really liked the impact that they were making. And I I believed in what they were doing. And so they hired me and I did all the grunt work. I did like data cards into spreadsheets, which like I'm terrible at spreadsheets I had to actually google like in YouTube uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I was like oh I totally can do it and then I was like I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> so I did that and then they kept trusting me and then realizing oh wow this girl is not good at spreadsheets let's figure out another place for her in the company and she's so nice so we can't fire her so like figure another place out it was more like sympathy. So then <laughs> I started doing art direction. So I, I led a team of graphic designers, and I was a part of their web and print marketing strategies. And then started doing video production. And so while I was doing that, and I was really thriving in that, and I loved it. And I, that was when I realized I love storytelling in different mediums: print, web, video, photography. Like I just I love being able to communicate. Heart through that and Mm. translate it for another person so while I was doing that the CEO we were all at dinner and he just asked me he was like Aaron what do you want to do like sky's the limit like what do you want to do and I couldn't answer it and I I think you know I was 22 Mm. when he asked me that so I was young yeah and I'm like uh You know, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing it. I'm working here. You know, I -hmm. question. Like,
3: are you wanting
4: me? Are you wanting to? Yeah.
3: And I passed.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What will make me pass this this question? (laughs) I can't Google it right away. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And I thought, man, if I'm honest, I love music, and I've been singing since I was in like like 15, and so. I thought, well, if I really wanted to be honest and vulnerable, which I think all of us can attest to, yeah, we don't dream big enough because I think we're scared
4: mm-hmm. of the
2: vulnerability of expressing it. Yeah, and then I think we're scared of the potential of it never coming true, and that breaks our heart.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: we just would rather not admit it and and not pursue it or pursue safety and security because we can control that.
4: Mm-hmm. We can't
2: control our big dreams. And I learned that, I feel like, with music. Cause I was like, man, if I'm honest, like, I want to do music. But it's like, I felt like I was old then because music industry, you know, you have to be like 12 to, to like, hot <laughs> you <know, Yeah>.
4: <laughs> music, right?
2: <laughs> so I started pursuing music. And I started licensing my music television shows. And at the time I was married and I knew tour life would. Was- would totally probably wreck our relationship because I was newly married. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to figure out how to make music happen without doing that. And that's when I got really involved with social media at the time was like baby, baby stages of social media Mm -hmm. compared to the monster it is now. (laughs) (laughs) But I started pursuing my music and that started getting some momentum and I started licensing it to television shows and contracts with like VH1 and MTV and Oxygen Channel and And then from there, I wanted to create product for people that supported my music and I wanted it to be a gift to them. I wanted to create something and a belief that they are valuable and they're worthy of love and acceptance. And, And so I was working as an art director by day, musician by night, and then trying to build my music or something by night. That meant that was, I don't know, I guess bigger than me and and bigger honestly than my music, and so I decided maybe I'll do maybe I'll do a t shirt like a mm. fan merch or something. And I was like, Well, Aaron, you know, you can't really like who's gonna buy, like, do you really do you really have enough fans that would buy products? And I'm like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what I'll do is since I don't want to spend money on the inventory of it, maybe I'll be crafty and I'll like create a craft or something that I can do with t-shirts that are just like a ex- social experiment mm-hmm. and so I put my home address on my music blog and I said mail me your shirt and I'll spray paint a message on it that you're worth loving and I'll mail it back to you for free oh that's to- so beautiful
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome
2: and that's what I did so I I said, nail me your shirt, I'll spray paint you're so worth loving with cardboard stencils from Hobby Lobby and fabric spray paint that I got, and, <laughs> and uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So people loved them, I guess. Yeah. So I, I mean, I started receiving all of these stranger shirts. I thought they'd be like my friends or my mom. Yeah. But it ended <laughs> up being like people from all over the world that wanted to carry this message. And and they would mail me their let. They would write a letter of why they struggled with believing they're worthy of love.
4: Wow. Um, They'd
2: email us their story. Um, It was so, and when I started getting stories, I felt, oh my gosh, this is a message that's needed. And I feel like I've been living under a rock or Mm. in a bubble to think that like, you know, I mean, I have struggled in my life feeling unworthy of love, Mm -hmm. but I never really identified it for me. I was able to see it and identify it for other people Mm -hmm. um, before I could do it myself. And it wasn't until I started seeing people being very honest about their circumstances in life that Mm -hmm. I started being really honest in my circumstance in my life Mm -hmm. and why I struggle with it which was really powerful. So I did that for eight months, spray painting.
1: And then I wow. decided to launch a t-shirt company after that.
2: Wow. <laughs> so, so how I many... Was getting tired. <laughs> yeah.
1: How many t-shirts do you think you got? And then, like, would you pay for the postage? Like, I would have... Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I paid for postage. I was oh. like, if you want to put $5 in, you can, but no pressure. So <laughs> so people would oh. put, like, $5 or $10 for postage and... And then, or I would just do it out of my own pocket.
0: Wow. (laughs) Did you get any from out of the country?
2: I did. Yeah. I got, um, our first one was from New Zealand, Zealand, Ireland and Australia. And that was when I was like, wow, like this is so, this is, this needs to be everywhere. Like it's not just in the state.
4: Right. It needs to be
2: everywhere because everybody is made worthy. We are all worthy of love. We are made and crafted and created, um, Already worthy, and so I thought. Well, you know, I, well, I received like uh, probably a hundred shirts in that time period.
4: Wow, maybe a little
2: bit more than that. I wish I would have kept track of this specific number. Yeah. I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, I guess. I bet. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: We're, this is amazing. So I work as a therapist. And so this is like the journey into self-love and like people realizing this is like this, that's all of the work that like you have all stuff that happens to people and that that causes people to to lose that in themselves. But like this, this is so good. Like I'm just like I'm getting teary when you're talking about yeah. it because it's so beautiful. So good job yeah. bringing that light to the world because in, in we fact, need it. Aaron yeah. with an
1: eye did a fist pump at yeah. one <laughs> point. So, <laughs> yes, when you were talking I only wish you could have seen it. <laughs> oh, so good.
0: That's so good. All right. I love it. That's oh. awesome.
1: <laughs> so then so you were spray painting the t shirts, mailing them back, and then you're like, okay, there's like some business opportunity here. Is that that that's kind of where you went?
2: Well not even yes and no. Like for me, it was kind of like, oh wow! Like people started asking me, "Hey, I, you know, my girlfriend's going through a divorce, or my friend just, you know, got out of rehab for for an eating disorder, or um, different circumstances that either they knew somebody yep. or they were going through, and they wanted to, they didn't want to mail." Because, you know, it's so annoying to go to the mail mailbox or mail or the post office. <laughs> yeah. You stand online and you're like, oh, especially packages, right? It's like, yes. oh, I don't want to go to the post office. You like put <laughs> right. it off as long as possible. <laughs> so like people were like being like, hey, can I just like buy a shirt with this message? Because so, I don't have her. I don't have mm. her shirt. I don't know. Like I don't have one of her shirts. Right. I, I want to, you know, and so and sometimes people would actually mail me brand new shirts with the tag on it. That they just bought at like Target oh, wow. or uh, Victoria's yeah. Secret or like I remember the reason I say Victoria's Secret because we accidentally messed up a shirt that was from Victoria's Secret oh. and we went to the store and they, ha- they happened to have it, so we could replace it. because oh. <laughs> oh,
4: my gosh. <laughs> but, uh, but
2: what a labor course. of
1: love. That's <laughs> <Best Totally>. incredible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it has been, and it's been that. It has been more of a love than labor, but it's definitely had a lot of labor. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess I wanted to, because people were asking to buy a shirt, it wasn't so much that I thought, oh, this is, like, going to be a. Boom in business it was more like oh my gosh people want to buy a shirt they need it they Mm -hmm. need it to help somebody well then we need to screen print a shirt to help them and Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like that was probably more of my my thinking Mm -hmm. and so that was when I decided to screen print a small batch of shirts like like five medium you know 10 smalls or 13 larges and Mm -hmm. just small quantities and then also I didn't know like who like what sizes to stock and I was just so new to doing t-shirts in that world and my parents you know they they manufactured furniture for over 40 years so mm. I had that entrepreneurial blood I guess yeah and, uh, resiliency to business and retail but I I didn't know how to do apparel mm-hmm. so I decided okay well let's let's screen print a few shirts And then let's launch it on Cyber Monday because it'll be an online store and that will be fun. And if you don't set a date, you'll just keep trying to perfect it and perfect Mm -hmm. it and perfect it. And then you'll never put it out there. That's right. I just put a date out there and I
1: told everybody that was happening and then I had to make it happen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. That was the same with our first episode of this podcast.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We're like, just do it. We just just have to release. Just do it imperfect.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Get it out there. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome.
4: <laughs> you get it. Yes.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh,
4: that's yeah. amazing.
2: What What did you guys decide to just like? You know, not perfect, not stress over the perfection of it, but just go for it. Like, was it? Because I mean, y'all are all there's like so many different personalities and different perspectives and thoughts on that. I would imagine mm-hmm. you all. Yeah. This all meet up at the same like with the same feeling of let's just do this
3: well there was actually quite a bit of discussion about like yeah maybe we should scratch that episode one entirely it's, it's really yeah. bad it was rough yeah. it was rough yeah, yeah. there yeah. was like you lots know of giggles. lots of uh, giggles oh yeah. it was just a giggle fest yeah it's kind of hard to listen to yeah and
1: I think didn't Anna you heard someone told you that the, they tell people not to listen yeah. to the first My episode husband. or
3: something he's like yeah, yeah skip, skip the first one yeah,
1: yeah. but I think though we all I mean all all three of us have perfectionism in our, you know, blood. And so the it was just kind of we were doing this like training session and it was just we got to the point where we had started thinking about all these other episodes and what we wanted to do. But yeah. we were kind of holding back because we were getting stuck on the, you know, we were unhappy or whatever these points were with the first one. And so and then it was just like, you know, we just have to like release Go, let it go. We're not going to re-record. It's way too much time. We want to keep
3: moving yeah. forward. And and plus, I mean, I thought there were good things in there. Yeah, it was just kind of you know silly. It's it was just super silly. But that's just okay. Fine. And then it's I think it's fun like to look back at those things that you do put out there imperfectly and just say, well, that was me being a beginner. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yes. and like yeah, you can always like redo and like get better but yeah. like actually starting and putting things out into the world like imperfectly like there's a lot of power in just starting and beginning and doing yes so Absolutely. that's that yeah. was my argument for let's just put it out there yep mm-hmm. <laughs> this awesome. is good
1: I think that's so good yeah so good. it is so okay so you had your you know the kind of like trials of your first product line the shirts and then then what like what happened after that?
2: And then I started realizing
1: how much I thought
2: about So Worth Loving while mm, I was at work.
1: Yes. And oh, I. And one it, quick question. How did that yeah. Cyber Monday go? Like, did you. Oh, my
2: gosh. It was, was so it,
1: wonderful. OK. It was successful. But, yeah.
2: 48 hours later, it's like crickets.
4: <laughs> right. yeah Right.
2: And it's like everyone's like, yeah, and they're all sharing it. You got your whole family on board and your friends, <laughs> and then you've exhausted them because yeah. they're like, okay, like life moves on, and you're like, no, it doesn't. This is now my life. <laughs> yeah. <And> like- <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're like, why? Why aren't y'all still sharing it? You know. So then you realize. That's not fair for them. but yeah. <laughs> right.
3: uh-huh. well, you fair. are now working for me.
2: Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: so I, uh, after that, it went really well, and then you know it faded, and there's crickets, and naturally was like the momentum building, and then you know that just happens. Mm. Then you start to get discouraged of like, do I do this? Like, is this? can I do this sustainably? Like, can I, like, you know, I had a wonderful job. I loved the company I worked for. So it wasn't like I was unhappy. I loved what I did. And I had a great salary. I had great benefits. You know, had health insurance and mm-hmm. all of, like a gym membership, and then got to
3: travel and explore my talents within the company and grow in it. And like, every, it's a dream. Like, yeah. I, and you had no, you were not doing the spreadsheets anymore. You were like, like no,
4: nope. <laughs> <laughs> artistic, artistic director. It sounds dreamy. <laughs> I was, yeah, right. Yeah,
2: I was, like, loving it. But at the end of the day, I just kept thinking about so worth loving more and more in people's stories and how can we share. How can we share people's stories for another person to see their story in Mm -hmm. that story and feel less alone? Mm -hmm. Like, I just kept thinking that over and over again. And so I decided to quit my job um, shortly after the store launched. Mm -hmm. It was like probably a few months after I waited because I, from spray painting to launching the store, that was about eight, that was eight months. And then I think after that, a few months after the store launched, then I Quit my job, okay. which I, I look back in hindsight, and I'm like, I could have stayed, honestly. I could yeah. have stayed. But at the time I was married, and my ex-husband was, he was very supportive. And so he was like, quit your job. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this thing. And my accountant told me not to, but I <laughs> oh stayed I don't know. <laughs> not to. <laughs> said that my accountant said, over my dead body, are you going to do a retail store? I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go quit my job. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But
1: you
4: did so, anyway, uh, yeah. I accountants are, right. such a, accountants
3: <laughs> are such a accountants are such a buzzkill sometimes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're terrible, but I love them. Yeah. Yeah. super helpful. Not good on the uh, the <laughs> no, risk taking. Like, yeah, not yeah, not no. the biggest re- yeah. risk takers. No, not at all.
2: I was talking to my financial advisor the other day, and we were talking about just like goals and and I said to him, I go, okay, so. I want to buy a sprinter van and live in it.
4: <laughs> me You're too, Aaron. Me right. <laughs> <laughs> you just got like, another
1: fist pump. Right?
4: <laughs> uh
2: huh. Uh huh. <laughs> he like, he was like. Definitely not. I'm like,
3: so like <laughs> next week, then I could do this. <laughs> well, I'm going shopping right now. Yeah. I'm gonna go pick it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, so can I it. ask a question? Yeah. All right. So yes. Right. Take it away. So when, when I was uh, researching you and uh, loving all the stuff that I was reading, they were talking. You were talking about if you live your life with the belief that you are so worth loving, that your decisions are different, and so it sounds like even though your accounting or your accountant is telling you these things that you are doing Mm -hmm. things differently because you're living from this place and so what does that look like for you Mm. to live life differently because you're holding this belief because I I totally believe like when you're having a good day and you feel good and you're like saying hi to people and then like (laughs) it's your interaction at least my interaction with the world is very different and and then if I'm not feeling that way it's like the world reflects that and so how's that show up for you?
2: Gosh, yes. So what a great question. I've never been asked that and I love it. For me, it's my definition of worth and my definition of worth and society's definition of worth are two different things. I used to think that my definition of worth was based on, and, and by the dictionary, it's monetary value. It's a mm. metric. It's a quantity. It's a merit. It's perfection. It's weight. It's estimation, assessment. Like that's what the dictionary says. And um, for me, I had to define what worth was and where I was finding it in, and I knew that i couldn't find it in my financial success because that is an ebb and flow of different like it's a roller coaster right financial mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. relationships couldn't be find found in relationships because that's also ups and downs mm-hmm. i was find i think that when we start to find our worth and the things that fluctuate, we 'll find ourselves fluctuating. Mm.
0: When I started looking at. Oh, the let's get so so a pause for that. Good. Let's get a pause yes, for that's that. That's so that good. That was very good. You, let's say yeah. that again. Because that is. That's a yes. good. It lands in the whole yes. system. Yes. yes. Can you say so that yeah. again? When you.
1: Yeah, fi-
2: when you find your words. And yeah. things that are, are fluctuating. That are going up and down. We will find ourselves going up and down.
3: Mm-hmm. That is so yeah. good, well, so, so true. Preach, we'll preach. Yeah.
2: Place, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I struggle with it, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's so, and it's like that's because we're we're human, you know, and, right. and and of course we're gonna find like our like because that's we're all constantly surrounded. By in culture to find our worth in these other things apart from where we should find our worth, Mm. and when I looked up the definition worthy, which is interesting, the definition worthy is honor, respect, esteem, sufficient, deserving, good, invaluable, priceless, which is a completely different definition than worth. Yeah,
0: Yeah.
2: isn't that interesting? It is. Start to acknowledge that you are worthy, and you live your life through the lens that you're worthy. You live your life through the lens of respecting yourself and and seeing where you find your esteem and knowing that you are sufficient and who you are created as and you know you're invaluable and you live your life through that space of being invaluable and priceless and cherished and special all of those words define worthy and worth is the monetary value hmm. so or you know or something measured by and so what are we measuring ourselves by? And then how do we know how to live our life through the lens that we are worthy of love, being sufficient, we are already sufficient. We're created so unique and different and different perspectives and different genetics and our DNA is just completely different. Our thumbprints, our fingerprints, they're all uniquely different and designed, special. And I think when we start to acknowledge that, we know that our life isn't going to look like her life or his life. It's going to be special. And I think sometimes we want to fit in this box of it being the same, because that seems like if it's the same as that person, that's good or okay. Mm -hmm. So we have to define what good and okay is. And it can't be based off of another person's story.
0: Is there something that you use as an anchor to pull you back to that? Because I think like living in the world that we're in, we kind of get like pulled through the... Like sometimes it's hard to stick with that. And so is there something that anchors you into that belief? Like a physical thing like a or a sensation in your body? Or like, does that make sense? Like something that pulls yeah. you back when you kind to of get lost in the swirl of things.
2: Absolutely. Well, for me, I think there's a few things from like a practical standpoint. I think I just have to constantly remind myself if I start to feel anxious
4: mm-hmm. or get
2: anxiety about something. Um, I have reminders on my phone that I've scheduled throughout the day that will pop up and they're just whether it's prayers or affirmation or truth, speaking truth over me of what I believe about myself. I have those just as a consistency. I also every morning I have quiet time and I journal. I think journaling is some of the most is one of the most powerful things that we can do for ourselves because we get what is inside of us out. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. manifest in secret. I think when we Mm -hmm. suppress our feelings, it manifests inside of us and it creates more anxiety and weight and depression. And for me, when I don't journal, I feel like I have a gravity blanket that I'm walking around (laughs) (laughs) everywhere I go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then also I would say too, I think for me, it's my faith and my belief in God Mm -hmm. and faith is complete trust steadfast and confidence and loyalty. And so for me finding that I know that God is loyal and he's steadfast and he's complete and trustworthy and confident and he is complete in all of that. And I I know I'm incomplete in that because I see it every day, my flux up and down. He Mm -hmm. keeps me consistent and I find it in talking with with God and praying and journaling. So yeah, those are some of the things that keep me grounded and, and rooted when it's really easy to to feel dismantled, especially in life circumstances, like mm-hmm. you know, that throw you off, whether it's like a divorce or a breakup or uh, you get fired from a job, mm-hmm. all of those things feels just so devastating, and they feel like they're a reflection on on if we're good or not,
1: mm-hmm. yes, it's so true, so it we've all noticed in like the researcher you know just following you that God plays a big role in your life. Are you? like is there a specific religion that you follow or that you're a part of Yeah, yes. That's a great question. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it's
2: Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um I I what I think is interesting is that the word Christian is only used like I think like 3 times in the New Testament. And so uh, for me, I believe in Jesus and I believe in the Holy Spirit, I believe in God. I believe that um my identity is is found in God. And so yeah, Christianity would be you would say that Christianity would be my, my religion, but mm-hmm. for me, it's not even a, a religion, but more of a relationship
4: mm-hmm. with,
2: with Jesus and religion. I think when we hear religion, we think like rules and regulations and mm-hmm. my relationship with Jesus is so free mm-hmm. and, and and loving. I love, there's a verse uh, in Matthew that talks about, are you tired and worn out on religion? I believe it's Matthew eleven twenty eight. I think. And it's, are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? Come come to me, get away with me and you'll you'll recover your life. Hmm. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That is my that is where I find my faith in
4: mm-hmm.
2: is that relationship right there. Mhm.
4: Mhm. Oh,
1: good wow, stuff. That's good stuff. It really it's just it's so interesting <laughs> it's to so good. Yeah, yeah. So was your as a kid, like it sounds like you understood that you had this calling to bring the light into darkness. Did that come to you from the way you were raised or or where did that come from at such an early or like how was that so clear?
4: Yeah,
2: you know, that's really I think because that's really interesting that you asked that I Still can't pinpoint it other than the fact that, like, I think, you know, I've always been this little, like, when I was little, mm-hmm. I was a little girl. I always had rose-colored glasses on. I just mm-hmm. always thought my mom was just, like, bless this girl's heart. <laughs> 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 like, oh, wow, um, she's so sweet and naive. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right. But it, then I found myself in hard circumstances, and they never changed. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I definitely believe that my calling being somebody that believes in God and Mm
4: -hmm.
2: the Holy spirit and knowing like there's the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is, you know, being kind and peaceful Mm -hmm. and loving and not easily angered that to me, that's a calling. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that, I guess my calling was just living by the fruit of the spirit, which is to be, you know, loving and kind. And by doing those things, you are testaments to the light and the Mm -hmm. light is, for me, the light is God. So if the light is God, I'm a, I can see it. I've experienced it in my life. I'm just a representation. I'm the messenger, I guess, of what I've seen him do in my life. Mm-hmm. And I saw some darkness growing up. And, and then in, even in my family, like there's been unhealthy relationships in my upbringing and not with my mom or dad, but just siblings and that, that were hard and that were dark. And I still chose my glass half full, not mm-hmm. half empty. Mm-hmm. And I've always been that way. I think my mom and dad, I mean, they're, my dad has had a gnarly, crazy rebellious, like he went like crazy before he met my mom. And,
3: uh, <laughs> it and, sounds and, like <laughs> some good stories.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? I, know, I know. He was a, he was a hellion. <laughs> <laughs> he was a rebel. And both my parents are just, and my mom's a hippie. So, mm-hmm. you know, I came from like three spirit, like, you know, just explore your talents and, mm-hmm. and, never confined. I never felt confined. And religion, again, was never relationship with Jesus was in my upbringing, but never religion. Mm -hmm. And so I think because I was brought up in that, I fortunately got to see a beautiful relationship with God that is true
4: and Mm -hmm. real. Mm -hmm. And that was
2: part of, I guess, me um, understanding light and darkness.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so I'm uh, wondering in terms of the light and darkness, like, so if we lo- look at that metaphor and go into like the thick of some feeling stuff and like the the pain of things, but also you have this rose colored view of the world and like perspective, right? And so how do those yeah. two things, how does that, because like, uh, I feel like for our lights to get brighter, we got to deal with all the stuff that we shit that we felt that that, that happened oh. and then the feelings as a result. So I'm curious about what that relationship is for you.
2: Absolutely. I think that acknowledging light and darkness in our life is self-awareness. And so I think there are certain parts of me, like my shadow sides, right? Like mm-hmm. the things that like that aren't nice. Right. <laughs> Not our
4: favorite yeah. parts of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You
2: know, they're selfish or they're uh, jealous or gluttonous, right? Like right. a lot. like. Just like never, never feeling satisfied, the appetite for wanting more, more, more. Like, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Me too. (laughs) You two have a lot in common. Is this this the same person that wants to buy
4: a
3: Sprinter van? Me too. (laughs) Exactly. You're getting like, you're getting same vision. Come on. you're And all the fizz (laughs) bums.
0: See, the enthusiasts. See, that's why.
3: <laughs> You're <good. laughs> i love it
0: uh-huh.
2: i think in order for me to understand the de- like the differences between the two i've got to really understand what i'm prone to in my dark my dark stuff mm-hmm. like the things but not but not carry shame and guilt or judge mm-hmm. it but just acknowledge that it's there and that's awareness it's like okay like i know that i'm prone to these things i know that i do these things that aren't healthy for me or aren't healthy for other people. They're not loving, they're not caring, they're not kind, but I'm not going to shame and, and, and condemn myself. But And I was talking to a girlfriend about that the other day, the difference between condemnation and conviction, right? Whether you believe in God or not, like we we still condemn ourselves. We still have condemning thoughts mm-hmm. and we still have conviction. And so for me, it's like light and dark. Dark is that check engine light of going, oh, these are things that are good these are these are things that are loving to people. These aren't things that are good for me A- acknowledging that darkness. and when I think when you acknowledge it, again, it goes back to like it if you acknowledge it and you're honest and you put it down or you tell somebody it doesn't manifest in secret. it doesn't mm-hmm. become darker and darker and grow bigger and bigger and bigger. When you bring it to the light, you actually experience more freedom because you get to step into acknowledging it and seeking healing and reconciliation and rebuilding those mm-hmm. parts of you that maybe you've kind of swept under the rug and put in darkness and just kept it there. I mean, I guess, you know, technically the analogy would be sweeping things under the rug is putting things in darkness mm-hmm. under the rug is dark, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> none of us have ever experienced like, Oh, that's a wonderful thing to sweep that under the rug. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's yeah. ignore so that.
1: glad I right. did that for 10 years. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, I guess it's a question? survival. That what's yeah. that?
2: Yeah. I said does that answer the question? I don't know if that answered the question.
3: Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm curious, Aaron, what are you the most proud of with your life or what's so worth loving? Like what part of it brings you the most pride, I guess. I think what brought, makes me the most proud would be
2: that I've been consistent on. I guess it's specifically within my business, mm-hmm. I'm proud that I've been able to maintain confidence in the company, no matter the amount of failures, setbacks, push like people pushing back the consistency because I believe in it so much Mm -hmm, Uh mm
4: -hmm.
2: and I even went through a time where I thought I was going to close the doors right and not Mm -hmm. do it anymore and I was proud that I didn't find my identity also in the company too Mm -hmm. though because I knew that I knew that if I didn't do it I would still do something where I was able to use my giftings to help people feel less alone and there's so many incredible organizations and companies out there that do that. And so I knew that if it wasn't through So Worth Loving and the times of which I've experienced a lot of hardship in owning a small business,
4: mm-hmm. I would
2: still be able to do it. So I think mm-hmm. my, I'm proud that I've not found my identity in the company, but I've also been consistent in fighting for it. Mm-hmm. It's been really hard.
1: Can you talk a little bit more about, I, I didn't know that you were at a point of maybe shutting, closing the door, but is that what was going on, if you're okay talking about that?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I pride, mm. if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <laughs> yes. I had a lot of pride and I think I had a lot of selfishness that I can look back and say that. When I went through my divorce, that was the hardest thing I've ever I've ever gone through Mm -hmm. in my entire life was the divorce. And it was uh, the most dismantling
4: Mm -hmm. to my
2: identity. And so um, during that time through the divorce, I held on to my pride because that was like the only thing I thought I had. Mm -hmm. I was was defensive. Um, I spent too much money. I also acquired debt from the marriage in the business. And I just had a a lot of heartbreak in Mm -hmm. the divorce Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to respond. So I think, you know, they say that you really know what is in your heart when it's put under pressure Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I learned what was in my heart. And it was, there were a lot of like things that weren't good, but then there were a lot of things that like, that were good, but that I, but still my circumstances were terrible. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, seeing both of those. So when, I went through the divorce. My status, every metric, I found my worth in. Right, mm. ironically, mm-hmm. my relationship status, my financial status, my status in the community—like all of these different things—and that's to me. That's why I say it's just pride because I was finding my, I was finding all of my value in all of those things. So when all of that was taken away, mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was. I was confused. I was heartbroken. I was mad. I was angry. I was blaming everybody. I was blaming me. I was, you know, then I was mad at myself for self abandonment. I mean, it's all the, all the ways, all the ways that if you've gone through any sort of breakup or divorce, you go through all of those things. You blame other people or then you blame all yourself. And then you just live under that umbrella for a while. And so when I was living under that umbrella, I was just like, I can't own so worth loving. I don't even know if I believe in
4: Mm -hmm. this
2: message anymore. Like, I don't think I believe it. And, Mm -hmm. Honestly, I I think I had to be taken through that storm in order to understand it to a deeper level than what I was seeing it as. So, yeah, so when I went through that hard time, I was just exhausted emotionally mm-hmm. and wasn't in a good space. And I thought, I think it'd just be easier to get a full-time job with benefits and not do this anymore. I'm so tired. Yeah. And I was making decisions based off of uh, feeling, mm-hmm. uh, which I think we do a yes. lot of. Like it's like, if we don't feel like it, then we like, don't do it. But mm-hmm. that's not why, that's not why you choose. It's like we always base all of our decisions on feeling, man. Right, yeah. Yes. Trouble city.
3: <laughs> 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 Watch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lots of ice cream in the Bachelorette. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Right>? Totally. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. That's like that's like gravity blanket on your sofa, yeah. and, uh-huh. and, yes. <laughs> and
3: wine all the time. Right.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trouble. Yes. Um,
3: so, Aaron, I'm curious. When have you felt like when have you been the most courageous in your life? That's a good question in my life. You know, just a little question yes. for you. Yeah, <laughs> no, just no, keeping no, it light. line. throw
4: it. No begging. <laughs> no Let me think about that. I, you know what I think? Dang. I think,
1: ooh. I'd say going okay, through no, a divorce oh. is pretty darn courageous. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: or whatever Man. it is. I don't know. It's just hard. But it to is- come out on the other side, not bitter or you know I don't know yeah. I would imagine yes. I mean, I'm Yeah, yes yeah
2: for me I think facing myself like I yeah when I went through the divorce first off yeah when I chose it I chose the divorce mm. and someone asked me at a at other podcast they said when did you decide or did you leave or did they leave and when did you decide that it was time for you to leave and I said well it depends on your definition of leaving, I mm. chose the divorce, but I felt my ex-husband left five mm. years ago. You mm. know, mm-hmm. so I, it depends on that. And, I, and so for me, it was mm. definitely walking through, like choosing that and people judging me, especially mm-hmm. in the faith community. Um, mm. I had a lot of judgment, not from the church, but from our friends mm-hmm. in our friend group. And that was really hard. But I think the most courageous thing was me admitting that I, even though I can say there was a lot of wrong on his part to look, to to look inwardly and forgive myself Mm. after blaming a lot and facing some of the things that I know I did also, Mm -hmm. I think that was courageous. And then I also think like being resilient, despite what other people speak over me or judge me for mm-hmm. but still yeah. pushing through and believing in myself mm-hmm. after you've been
0: knocked down. Mm-hmm. I think oh. that
2: is so hard. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that we're during when all this happened so I was reading that you're writing a book about that feelings are okay right? That's the title of it? Yeah, you know yeah.
4: it
2: just keeps changing. It keeps
0: changing? <laughs> okay, well, well did um, all of this is uh is did this, when did that book come about, or when did you figure out that you wanted to write it or needed to get it out on the page?
2: Yes, because when I went through my divorce, I decided to defy everything that I believed in before my marriage. So before my marriage, I was a good Christian girl, never made any mistakes. You know, I mean, I made some mistakes, but not really, didn't have a wild past. I you know, save myself for marriage. I did all those like religious type things, I guess you could say, even though I wasn't brought up in a religious household, I just did those things. And I think after my divorce, I defied God. I didn't believe in him. I was angry at him. Um, and then also I was in this angry state. I also just chose like for me, my version of it. But if you compare it to other people's stories, you know, you would say, well, that wasn't that crazy. But for me, it was kind of against my moral code, right? Or mm-hmm. my, like sure. my, uh, my esteem like I was saying earlier. So when I went through it, I made a lot of decisions that were like, just not a reflection of me believing I was worth loving.
4: Mm -hmm. And
2: they were destructive. Mm. And I had a lot of people judge me for it. And what I wish that I would have had in that time period, I wish I would have had somebody, some of my friends not give up on me Mm. and say, hey, these feelings that you're feeling are okay. Is what we do with them. And I see yeah. what you're doing with them. It's because you're heartbroken mm-hmm. and you're yeah. devastated, but they're not your, it's not truth, but it's how you feel. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I never had anybody really speak that over me, except for like a few people started to, but the people I was
0: seeking validation from. Didn't. Yeah. I can feel and super so, lonely. I imagine.
2: So lonely. I felt so alone. And so I thought, man, if, if we all knew the shadow sides of the fruit of the spirit of peacefulness and kindness and love and grace, you know, if we all knew that those exist and to not be scared of them and to know that they happen, I think we'd walk closer to living Mm -hmm. a more peaceful, loving, grace-giving, kind life Mm -hmm. if we knew that the feelings we felt that were the opposite. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for me... That's how it kind of came about, because it was kind of like I needed, I just needed somebody to go, OK, you're OK. Like, it's yeah. OK that you feel that way.
0: Yeah.
1: And I didn't have many people do that. It's
0: good stuff, Erin. It, it is. is.
1: Did you find anybody that you were able to, like, get that connection from or any was there, was there you know, like maybe one person or did, was anyone really there to kind of carry you through a little bit more?
2: Yes. it was, And it was all found in different places. And yeah. And what's interesting, and I think this is why it was hard to accept or trust, was that it was people that weren't my immediate core group of friends.
1: Yeah, it, interesting.
2: It people that showed up in the mess, not people that have been a part of my life before the mess. Yeah. There were some, there, were, and, and and I think that was where I was kind of like, I just didn't trust anybody because I, yep. I think I felt so betrayed, you yep. know, from... Mm-hmm. my ex-husband, and then I felt betrayed by people that had known me and right. judged me.
4: Right, And so then
2: people that showed up out of the woodworks, it's like, well, you're going to get close and you're going to think the same thing all these people that were close to me did. Think. Yeah. And then those people proved differently. And I did have a, a few really amazing girlfriends just surround me. And then my That's mom and dad were incredible support. and great. I had a few mentors and business mentors in my life that also reminded me of the truth of when I started. Because, you know, I think when you, when you go through just a life-altering experience, mm-hmm. whether it's death, divorce, breakup, career change, mm-hmm. you need to have those people to remind you of who you are when you feel like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I know who I am
1: anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like, and is I, this really happening? This, really, this is not really happening to me right now. Right like right, that total exactly. questioning denial all of it. Denial, mm-hmm.
2: shocked, denial. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I think I yeah, I needed I needed to have somebody. I I I I I explain it like a tidal wave, mm-hmm. like you know, and you go out to the ocean. They're like, "Be careful with the tidal wave! You never know if you're swimming down or sideways mm. or up, you can drown." Totally. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Like Life
4: altering experiences. Yes. Like, you
2: don't know if you're swimming down to the sand, sideways, or up for air, or to the shore. You really right, don't know where yeah, you're right, swimming.
3: yeah. <laughs> totally. That's such a good way to explain it. So swim your swim your parallel books. to the shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you are you doing um, anything with your music right now? I uh, you know, okay, so
2: I'm writing a book right now, you know, and I thought yeah. part of a uh, part of my book, I want to create a, a small EP based off the chapters.
4: Oh, oh. Uh, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. That's a yeah. great yeah. idea. That's cool. Yes.
2: So I, I started singing, getting back into singing again uh, for fun and playing around, and it's just a love of mine. I never wanted to die, yeah. whether it we're to go somewhere or not. I just, I just love. I love it. It's part of me. I come, I come to life when I, oh. when I can sing. So what, yeah, what, I, I hope to release that. It, that will be in twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. Yay, With that's your book. so exciting. Yes, yeah, so my book will be released in twenty twenty one. that's so awesome. That's What's your
3: favorite song to sing? Do you have one? Oh, ooh. I will always love Adele. Adele
1: yes.
3: Girl. That's <laughs> impressive because we all know what kind
1: of voice she has. That's right.
2: I, I love rolling in the deep.
1: Oh. I really love
2: it. It's like so fun to sing for me. Oh.
1: You want to go yeah, for I'm it? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that, like, hey, Harry, yeah, you want to say
3: something for us. Maybe that's too much, but good job, Amy. <laughs> Just got it right ask. up into that, Amy. Just put you on the spot. <laughs> that's right.
4: No warm up. <laughs> you want to go? I think I'll. Uh,
2: I think I'll hurt y'all's rec- uh, your recording equipment. If I do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we'll we'll link to something yeah, like on fair. the show notes or whatever. But
2: yeah, I've got a. Um, I've got so many
1: music videos on YouTube.
2: That yes, like, oh, cool. cool, y'all. They're like, ah, I look back. I'm like, oh my gosh, sweet girl. <laughs> so confused, but you thought you knew who you were, but that's sweet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that brings up another question I have for you. What would you tell your younger self? What I would tell that I didn't tell myself, mm-hmm.
0: or oh, either way that she needed to hear. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. The opinions of others do
2: not define. Mm. Who you are?
3: Yes,
1: Mm. that is so
3: good. So good.
1: Millions of others to tell me who I was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Consistently,
2: instead of instead
1: of knowing who I was. Yes. Right. Right. It's so great. It's so great. That imagine if every little girl and boy, I Mm, mean, if every Mm -hmm. little human was brought up to to really in your core believe that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It be a beautiful world.
3: Yeah, so our y- decisions would be different. Yeah, yes, that's for right. Sure, that's right. So, Erin, you have some resources on soworthloving.com, dot com, right? Can you yeah, tell us about yes. those? And then we yes. have one more question for you yeah. to end the episode. But tell us about those resources you have. Yes, if you go to
2: um, so if you go to so Loving dot com, we have a section on it on the site called Grow. And when you click on Grow, um, it is. A whole page of resources like that you can find like crisis text hotline, depression, uh, bipolar support line, um, eating disorder association line. We have listed all of all organizations that support somebody that's going through whether it's grief, OCD, depression, anxiety, postpartum, mental illness, suicide, narcotics, sexaholics. I mean, and we, we, linked an entire resource page for people to send to a friend that is going through maybe one of those things or if they are going through that mm. um, we want to be that bridge so we loving wants to be that bridge between not talking about our struggles and talking about it and so mm. we it was such a priority for us to have a, a, a just a a page that it will help you to understand how to be a better friend
0: um, so to somebody great. that
2: may be wrestling through those and don't know what organization to find and search for. Because it's like when you go through that, you don't want to, you genuinely do not want to Google eating disorder mm-hmm. through Google because you just are already struggling with your eating disorder or depression or bipolar or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be, it's hard to Google. So we just wanted to create just a light space for you to be able to. Find help in and we say, and I just love this i mean our t- our whole team says this that a lighthouse does not choose the ships that it brings to safety
3: and oh. when we don't either oh, that's so good that's so good so good wow. what um so
0: for our listeners, what advice would you give to to our listeners to our who are supporting people that are struggling right now?
2: Mm, I think that I would encourage that person to make sure that they are confident within themselves and what they are going through and be as present as they can in their own journey and their own story. Because when they are, there is no threat or um, judgment or anger that takes place when you have a friend going through something.
4: You are mm-hmm. able to sit
2: with them and it not be anything about you. Mm-hmm. Let it be about that person. You remove part of the emotion away when you're confident in your own self and your story.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's why we say, like, love you, love people. It's like you've got to fully know and love yourself in all parts to fully be present for somebody else going through some stuff. And I think if you have a friend that's like, has said, like, hey, like, I had an affair or, you know, I cheated on my boyfriend, or you have a friend that's like, I've been struggling with throwing up my food or, or self-mutilation. I've been cutting my, my arm or my legs because I want to feel pain. If you have somebody that says that to you, I think our immediate response is going to freak out if we don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Also, it, if we do, we've never done that, we've never done it. We don't understand it. Why would they do that? Like we start thinking those things. I think if you have a friend that's going through that, taking a deep breath and just going, okay, I'm going to, They're telling me this. What an honor. took a lot of bravery for them to even be honest. Yes. Um, Because of that, I want to be a good friend. I'm going to respect that they said this. They shared their story with me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just blast it and tell other people. I'm going to figure out how to show up for them. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I'm not going to make them feel judged. I'm not going to make them feel cared for and loved and not crazy. So I think that's the biggest thing is like when you go through stuff, you feel like you're a little crazy. and so Yeah, or
1: I think, too, I mean, we talk a lot on the podcast about holding space for people and how important Mm -hmm. that is. And I think, you know, in addition to what you just said, if the listener is able to just hold space and really quietly listen and not provide unsolicited advice or, you know, because I feel like in that freak out that so many people jump to, then it's like they all of a sudden start problem solving for that person yeah. right then and there. And yeah. it's like, that is usually what the last thing that someone needs.
2: Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. One of my friends said to me, and I thought this was so beautiful, their, their husband was struggling with some stuff. And instead of it being like, I can't believe you did that, mm. she was like, it broke my heart that my best friend's struggling. Mm. And I, that to me is a woman that's super confident in, in herself. Now, I don't know, like to me, that's not case by case, mm-hmm. but I think that when we can like, when we can just not freak out, like you said, and just hold space mm-hmm. and go, I hate that my friend is going through this right now.
4: Yeah. I just,
2: hurt. it just, I, I hurt cause they hurt.
4: Mm-hmm. You have a
2: different level of compassion. And I've, I've, I mean, I'm speaking that cause I've, I've struggled hard with doing that for my, for my friends. Than mm-hmm. so I'm more speaking from a place of struggle than strength.
1: Oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. I feel like we could just go on for another hour and keep talking to you. <laughs> but it is, we are at the top of the hour, sadly. And so... I think Anna has got her <laughs> quirky question. Yep, quirky Anna <laughs> question. Anna pulled out some good questions. You never know here. what
3: you're going to get. It's, it's just right. kind of a random, fun question that is different for everyone we interview. So, yes. Okay. So, the question for you, Aaron, is Would you rather share a toothbrush with a random stranger or kiss a random stranger on the mouth? <laughs> Aaron in the studio was looking at me. I, I know think, for sure what I
4: would pick.
0: I think I know I for sure what I would pick. love this. Ooh,
2: I would absolutely kiss a stranger on the mouth. Yes,
4: yes. agreed. 100%.
0: Toothbrush, oh. disgusting. Too many toothbrush, toothbrush. I
2: can't get all up in their little
3: their little
0: creepy, creepy Yeah, their you know? plaque germs. I mean, you don't know the plaque
4: germs.
2: Yes. <laughs> Gosh, and you don't know if they <laughs> rinse that sucker good or not. That's right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> yuck. But
3: it's a good one, Anna. Thank <laughs> you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, a good question. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, Aaron, thank you so much. Yes, thank um, you so much. Really, thank you. You are just a light, and I am so thankful that we got to talk with you and find out more about your story and about so worth loving. And oh my gosh, mm. you are just a light and. Yeah. Thank you so much. In the world. And the resources
1: page, I think, is just it's a gift to everybody. It's a gift to friends who know people who are struggling and people who are struggling themselves. So thank you so much for putting that out there for all of us
2: gosh thank y'all so much for having me this is such a wonderful time
1: i just loved it y'all are maybe i need to come visit y'all soon yes, yes we um, would love it especially love it. once you get that sprinter van just yes. pick us up and then we'll go up into the mountains that's
3: yes. great. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah we know <laughs> all the ready. places yes <laughs> it would be great it would be great <laughs> thank oh, you so much erin thank you Anna. Thank you.
1: we'll thank be in you touch so okay.
4: Okay. You, okay okay Bye. Bye-bye. bye bye, bye. bye.
3: Okay, so we talk about connection. That's what our deal is here. So we have a six-step roadmap for instant connection. You can get that at connectionroadmap.com. It will give you the hookup on what to do to get instantly connected with people in this world we've
1: got a deal for you. If you go to myshapa.com and enter lessalone50, you will get $50 off your Shapa scale plus free U.S. shipping. Thanks for listening. You can find more about this episode and a way to connect to the community at lessalonepodcast.com. And if you like us, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave a review. It helps other people find us and could be just what they need.